I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 47. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I want to start out by thanking you for listening today. And if you enjoy this podcast, would you take a moment to hop over to iTunes and leave me a star rating and a written review? I would really appreciate it. It brings me such encouragement to read the reviews of my listeners. Now, like many of you, I use the new year to set fresh goals, and we talked about it last week when we used um, Everfound song, Resolution, to lead us to scripture. And I mentioned that there's no magic in this time of year, but that if you can use the new year as a catalyst to set a new goal, go ahead. I mean, don't let the prospect of not keeping a new year's resolution or a new year goal actually handicap you from reflecting and seeking God and then setting your course. Now, something I did last year was I read through the entire Bible in four months, in the months of January through April. And I never thought it would be possible until another podcaster and blogger that I follow, Keith Farron, he challenged his audience to a four-month Bible read-through. And I joined in and I loved it. And I thought, you know, why not again this year? I mean, I think it would be a good habit for me to read the Bible every year anyway. And in just 30 to 45 minutes a day, I can make it through the entire Bible in a shorter, more focused time frame. And one of the things I'm doing differently this year in my read through is I am keeping an eye out for what scripture reveals about love. I've seen on social media at this new start to a new year, a lot of people kind of post or share their one thing that they're going to be working on. And for me this year, it is love. And I know that I can love better, and I believe God needs me to love better so that he can use me in new ways. So how do I change my behavior? Well, I can change my behavior by changing the way I think. And I transform the way I think by digging deep into truth by digging deep into God's Word. And so naturally, because that's where I am in my personal study, I'm automatically drawn to this week's song by Citizen Way called Evidence. It's not a flag on a field It's not a sign in my yard I, too, listen to podcasts in addition to my own study, so I will link to a couple of them that I actually used in preparing my points for this week. 
But when I watched Citizen Way's Behind the Song video, they said that their song was inspired by 1 John 4.19, which says we love each other because he loved us first. And they remind us that the only reason we even know how to love is because he first loved us. So good. I'll share a link to that video and all the other resources in the show notes. And you can find those at michellekneesat.com forward slash 47. So this idea leads me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 9 through 10. And this is what we read. But we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other, for God himself has taught you to love one another. Indeed, you already show your love for all the believers throughout Macedonia. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even more. So what it's saying here is that we're not missing out. We're not missing a teacher, but we have not yet arrived either. So are you somebody that doesn't really know how to love at all? Well, God himself teaches us. Trust me, I've only read Genesis, Exodus, and Job so far in the Bible read-through, and there is already a lot about love that I have learned or been reminded of. And God himself, through his word, is teaching me. Maybe you're somebody who feels pretty good, that you feel like you're pretty good at loving other people. Well, Paul here encourages the Thessalonians and us, he encourages them to love even more. So this tells me that not only do I have a teacher, but that there's always room for improvement in this area. And it also leads me to my next point. Actually, it's a a Bible interaction tool that I, I don't, I'm not sure I've actually mentioned it so far on this podcast, but it's so critical in your journey with Christ. And here is the tool. You have to line up your beliefs, your actions, your thoughts, your life. You have to line up you with the word of God, not with others. This journey is your own. You know, when you stand before God and all creation will, you can't say, well, I loved them more than so-and-so because his response here is good, but I wanted you to love even more. So as it relates to love, what do we discover in the red letters of the Bible? Now, remember the red letters in some versions indicates when Jesus himself is speaking. So what does Jesus have to say about love? Well, in John chapter 13, he says, I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. A new commandment. The old commandment was hard enough, which was love your neighbor as yourself. But here, here it comes. Here comes this new commandment to love as Christ loves us. Now, I am most thrilled when I see this scripture in context. Now, remember, context is probably your most important Bible interaction tool. It is foolish to take scriptures out of context because it can actually change the meaning of of the scripture when you do that. But also, you can just miss out or you can lose the deeper understanding that you gain by studying scripture in context. Hear a great sermon on Sunday? Sit down during the week and read the verses that the pastor went over in context, meaning if he went over a verse, read the whole chapter. If he went over a group of verses, maybe you'll read um, a chapter before and the chapter that contained the verses and the chapter after. But in this case, 
I actually read the verses just around this verse that I knew that I wanted to use to make my point. And what did I discover? What context did Jesus say these words? What context did Jesus give his disciples a new commandment? Well, Jesus gave this new command to his inner circle of disciples at the Passover supper that they shared in Jerusalem, also known as the Last Supper. Basically, he was saying, this is it. My time is up and this is what I want you to do. Now, one of the things that I find interesting in scripture and in life stories and is to discover the last thing someone said, or what was the last thing David said to his son Solomon? What's the last thing that a loved one said to you? Now, sometimes this can bring comfort and sometimes distress. Sometimes, like in this case, it can bring direction and purpose. Now, another interesting thing is that surrounding this new command is part of Peter's story. And if you studied Peter's life last week, like we talked about in episode 46, either you you recognize reading this command if you studied it in John, or you can at least identify that this command was given right before Jesus told Peter that he would deny Jesus three times. And while this wasn't necessarily the last thing Jesus said, it was one of the last commands that Jesus gave his inner circle of followers. And so this whole text is pretty important in my mind. So what do, how do we love as Jesus loves? Well, I don't think we have enough time on this podcast to explore this, or at least on this particular episode. But I can say that by staying in God's word and reading about how Jesus loved, you yourself will be taught by God how to love and how to love even more. And our song this week does give us a couple of suggestions. There is so much more to this discussion of Jesus with his disciples. You just keep reading in John and you're going to see many more details about this command that he gives his disciples to love like he loves. But consider this, you know, the enemy is going to try to tell you that we will lose out with love. The enemy is going to say that you put yourself out there and you love more and all that's going to happen is you're going to get your heart broken or someone's going to take advantage of you or, or, or fill in the blank. You know what those little voices in your mind are telling you. But Jesus comes and he teaches in this text around this command and he teaches us that we will be filled with joy. In fact, in chapter 15, verses 11 through 12, it says, I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. He says it again. So let's try it. I mean, there are many wonderful books that teach us that we generally love in the manner that we like to be loved. I'm thinking of a book that my husband and I read about love languages and those kinds of concepts. But this is new. This command is to love like Jesus. Now, this is going to take study. This is going to take commitment and 
and prayer. But I'm not sure you you caught it. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. It was actually an order. This is an order. I command you to do this. Not I suggest. It would be wise if you, but I command you. One of the last commands my Savior spoke on this earth is to love others like he loves me. So it's mine to obey. So let's speak life over this. This may, be, may seem awkward to you, but if you're listening to the podcast in your car by yourself, feel free to uh, repeat after me. I, and if you're not and you want to wait till you're by yourself, but I want you to speak life over this. I want you to say it with me. I have been given a command. God himself will teach me how to obey it, and I will obey. Now, there's something about saying it out loud. There's something about telling and confessing this to God that you you now understand that this is an order. This is a command, and maybe you're not sure how to love how Jesus loved, but you're going to do your best to obey it, and part of that is going to be a commitment to study how Jesus loved and to pay attention to what God teaches us in his word about love so that we can love even more. Now, it leads me to my next point. It is a sin not to obey this command. I mentioned it's not a suggestion. It's a command, and it's something that we can clearly see uh, that he wants us to do. And if we don't do what we know we should do, it's called sinning. And James chapter 4 actually teaches us this, teaches us some pretty hard truths overall. They're not hard to understand, but they are pretty hard to truly live out. In James chapter 4 verse 5, it says, Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate and that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. In verse 11, it says, Your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. Ouch. And then, I'm sorry, that was, yeah, in verse 11, and this is verse 17. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. So now we have this command. We know it applies to us. It comes from our Savior. We cannot do it alone, but God has promised the resources, and it is a sin not to obey. Wow, we have our work cut out for us. Now, there is a significant reason, and I'm sure there are many, but there's a significant reason why we need to obey this command, and it is found in the very essence of our song, and it's actually our memory verse for this week. In fact, my 11-year-old daughter, Emily, designed the memory verse resources this week, and you can get those for free just as a thank you for listening. Head over to michellekneesat.com. Fill in your name and address, and I'm going to email you the free desktop, tablet, and smartphone wallpapers, and then a printable version as well. She did a great job. So the verse, don't worry, the verse is in context with Jesus' command that we've already been talking about. In fact, it's the very next sentence. So in John chapter 13, uh, the command was in verse 34, and this is what comes after it in verse 35. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. In other words, your love is the evidence of Jesus. Mercy and grace and compassion They're only words without action I 
Next, well, I think the best place to spend some time is in John chapters 13 through 17. These are the chapters that hold the words of Jesus during the Last Supper where he gave this new command. It was actually kind of a long discussion, and I'm sure you think you're familiar with it because we often practice communion. And so I know a lot of times the pastors will say what Jesus said kind of around that table with the uh, bread and the wine, but you don't realize all that he taught his disciples kind of in this last dinner together. And all of this is recorded in John chapters 13 through 17. Also, um, so anyway, we'll just spend some time there. And then I'm reading the Bible through in four months. And this is what I am doing to infuse my life with truth every day. And so what is your plan to expose yourself to truth every day? And I would be honored if, if this podcast were part of it. But make a commitment for God's glory alone. You know, resources like this abound. Not just this podcast, but reading plans and Bible study groups. And I just challenge you to make it a priority for yourself and your walk with Christ this year. And if you don't know where to start, that's where this section comes. Uh, is it really applicable? When I say, so what's next? This gives you an idea of where you can study during the week until the next podcast. If you are already using other resources, you don't have to use this as a burden. It's just a jumping off point. I want you to connect scripture to the songs you're singing along with on the radio because a lot of times we're singing um, along with these songs in the car and things like that. And that's not necessarily when we're listening to scripture. And these songs are so full of scripture, it can remind us what we've studied. And that's the power of what we're trying to do here on the podcast. But again, you have to make it a priority for you. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Hop on Twitter or Facebook and let's talk about what you're learning. You can also leave a comment on this week's show notes at michellekneesat.com forward slash 47. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. My daughter, Emily, was inspired this week to pick up God's Word and find a significant section of Scripture because it's sung and spoken in For King and Country's song, Proof of Your Love. And I figure if she's inspired to pick up God's Word by this song, you will be too. And so that will be next week's song. You can grab it for your playlist today. It goes along perfectly with what we've talked about on this week's episode. And if you liked today's episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 47. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways. Mm-hmm.